Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Please make sure that uh, you watch us on YouTube, or if you're watching us on YouTube, that you go and you like and subscribe the video. Every subscription and every like that you give us helps us combat the, I don't know, what do you call it, the the vindictive algorithms (laughs) of YouTube's AI. And uh, it, it really just could give people an update. It's moving a little bit smoother now. Uh, Just about every show, the YouTube AI tags us as unsuitable for all audiences. And then I ask for a human being review and it comes back untagged. So, you know, we were talking about this the other day, JC. What happens when the human beings stop checking the AI? I mean, that's serious. I mean, I mentioned on the show the other day that the Walmart AI accused me of shoplifting because it watched me put my cell phone into my purse. If there had not been a person there to check that, could the AI have called the law enforcement and then law enforcement arrested me based on the probable cause of the AI? You remember the... The article years ago, uh, there was the military testing of the AI, and they were testing the algorithm with various images, and it mistaked, uh, I, I think, a, a piece of bread or something for, you know, a combatant helicopter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, oops, we thought you were, you know, combatant helicopter. We blew you up. Well, that's... Um yeah, so that's the AI that's coming. I mean, you, you, you have, you're falsely accused of a crime by an AI. Right. Imagine when we put the, and, and, a, and a, you know, a loaf of bread is mistaken for a helicopter. So imagine when the AI is in charge of America's uh, nuclear arsenal or whatever. You know, and, and I think that that's a, uh, that's a valuable thing to consider, but I'm thinking about on a personal liberty level. Think about the fact that right now we have such confusion with people being arrested yep. by people. When you have AI who... who, who in charge of everything, making in, the decisions. Yeah, making the decisions. With no check. With no check, and then the way the courts are are absolutely just simply... Uh, molding opinions to to substantiate this, I don't know any other way to say it, J.C., but the police state 
of uncontrolled arbitrary power. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, the whole thing really bothers me. And now maybe this is... This ties into mm-hmm. our friend Pat Woods and the technocracy. Yeah, oh, and when yes. You shift, you know, you shift one of the cores of technocracy is, you know, this sort of uh, cabal of experts and, and right. uh, technocrats just doing everything scientifically and by the formula and whatever. Imagine when those people are no longer people, but they're AI. And well, so now just running and dictating, okay, here's how much you can grow, here's how much water you can use, who, you know, on and on and on. Uh, and it's all robots. This I sounds crazy. I mean, sounds I, I, some crazy. people think this sounds crazy. Our grandparents would have been like, what? Are you crazy? I don't know. <laughs> if, if, you, if you think this sounds crazy, then your head is in the sand. You have no idea how much automated systems and intelligent systems are absolutely running everything uh and, we, we and pretty no much and, and it's and it's beginning to shift to and we we're dealing we deal dealt with this with a rental agency with a recently. rental agency it's we're still dealing with it with a rental beginning agency beginning to shift to the human beings deferring to the information that the ai gives them and that's the that is exactly jc what i was talking about today i have uh I, you know, I don't, I sometimes get frustrated with social media. You know that I play on social media a whole lot more than you do. And I, I entertain a whole lot more discussions than you do. But I, I am, I am extremely frustrated by the conversations that are going on. The, the magnitude of the number of people in America who believe that the constitution is ambiguous and uh, the terms can't be known, and and this deference to experts is really, really making me crazy. When people, you offer them up facts, you offer them up, uh, I mean, actual quotes from the people who wrote the Constitution, and they say, well, you know, it's a matter of interpretation. And I ran across a very interesting, well, I guess I didn't run across it. I was brought into a very interesting uh, discussion by somebody that I thought might resonate with you. This is all tying in to, to what we have for the show today. So I'm sort of like setting an educational background here. But this guy says that the Constitution is ambiguous, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's simply we must accept that to be true, yeah. because the law of linguists prove that words do not have exact meanings. Uh-huh. He said any credible linguist will tell you that words are open to interpretation. Yeah. So and you realize, <laughs> and I thought to myself, credible linguist. Well, I worked with lots of linguists who must have never been credible. Yeah, that's an idiot. But you realize this is a you know century long or century more setup, yeah. right? So you basically have these manipulators hijack the educational system. You deliberately create a dumb population. And then you offer up the experts. Oh, well, since you're too stupid to know anything. And then you teach them within the education system that things cannot be known. Right. right? You can't know that 2 plus 2 is 4. So you can't possibly know that shall not be infringed means exactly that. And they can't. And, and you they've created a society that can't think. So you don't, you know, a person like you're talking about, the complete, utter 
stupefied moron that made that statement doesn't begin to consider how illogical the statement he made is that oh well, Can you, you can't li- right no listen <laughs> you know, can't know, know yeah, what yeah. words mean so we have to get an expert to tell you what they mean because he might okay know what how, it how can they how can an expert tell you what the words mean how can anybody tell you what's what words mean if if they can't one if they don't hold meaning number two how can you tell how can you say how can you utter Anything. How can you be writing the statement that words don't have meaning if words don't have meaning? Yeah, yeah. So we were... I mean, that is a deliberate... You have to intentionally, because obviously the person is not uh, a a stupid person in the sense of he's not like low IQ. Right, right, right. There's something wrong with him. He's probably an intelligent person. Undoubtedly, usually you have to go to college to get that dumb, get that ignorant. So he's probably very educated. So this is the this is the point. This has to be a deliberate process to get someone so completely illogically ignorant. Can you imagine, JC? I just want to give you this scenario because you were an interpreter for the US Navy. What if this principle that he supposes is actually linguistic rule? Th- How are, could you stand there and interpret there's no for such, somebody? In that in that in that <laughs> fantasy like, world, I don't know what he's saying. I mean, there, it could be this, it could be that. <laughs> there's no such thing as an interpreter, right? <laughs> because there's no such thing as language. Well, there's no such thing as an interpretation. You, no, you can't <laughs> say anything. You can't designate anything. You can't indicate anything. I mean, that's how that's how. Com- utterly mind-bogglingly ignorant that kind of statement is you because you can't i mean newsflash dumbo you can't make statements if words don't have meaning so i mean it's just it's unbelievable right how a mind works okay and that kind of mind outside of a physiological defect that does not happen by accident now they're, they're, tie this and that's in. what you when and then, and then i'll leave this alone you that to me and error you know this where oh conspiracy theorists blah 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 okay that compels you to ask the question when you realize that can't happen by accident mm-hmm. it compels you to ask the question who and for what purpose yeah. That's yeah. when you begin to find answers. Well, then now tie that into the fact that you have an entire majority population, especially in the educated elite, trying to teach people that words aren't or don't have meaning. And these are the same people that are programming the AI that's going to be making decisions based on your possession of property and your guilt and your innocence. And by the way, I've listened to Ravi Zacharias absolutely <laughs> drop a nuclear bomb <laughs> on that conversation a thousand, a thousand times, times about this... What, what do they call that? You debated the, uh, you debated that professor at Miami University the living on uh, uh, one part of it was the core of, of that thing, um, the sort of new idea where you deconstruct everything and nothing has, oh, has yeah, meaning. I yeah. mean, that, so that's at the core mm-hmm. of, of liberal thinking. So, JC, you and I talked on the weekend show about uh, the whole obstru- uh, Donald Trump obstruction thing. And we talked about whether someone should be found guilty of obstruction 
if there is no crime that's been committed. So I, how can I be charged with obstruction of justice if there was no con- crime that was actually committed? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay, so I found a very interesting story that sounded in the beginning like it was going to be a really good application of what we have. So we have Washington State courts refusing to let cops enter a home without a warrant isn't obstruction, okay? So here's what happened. Somebody made a 911 anonymous tip that the um, uh, uh, domestic violence was happening in a home. Officers came and demanded entry into the house. The man refused entry and they they pushed their way in forcibly because they heard things in the background that helped them think that actually domestic violence was happening. And then found out there and then was found nothing out going on. There no was problem. nothing going on. So when we come back, we're going to hear, as they say, the rest of the story. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Washington, uh, the Washington Supreme Court concluded Thursday of last week criminalizing the refusal to open one's own door to a warrantless entry would be enormously chilling and inconsistent with our deeply held constitutional values. That's Justice Stephen Gonzalez wrote in a Washington case, Shoreline v. McLemore. McLemore. Uh, McLemore. There's no A, but whatever. So anyway, um, what happens is, remember, there's a. Dom- they think the police think there's a domestic violence in progress. The guy says, "I'm not opening the door. You need a warrant." They hear stuff that helps them to believe there's actually domestic violence coming. So they are happening. So they push their way in. They get inside. They find out there is no domestic violence, but then. They turn around and arrest the guy for obstructing a law enforcement officer. He was actually convicted of obstruction and sentenced to 20 days house arrest. Yeah. So that's the same same thing I was pointing out mm-hmm. about the uh, Mueller report uh, and, and this idea of obstruction. The same thing here. The police... now. This is the thing. You can argue, and I was reading through the whole opinion, and, you know, you there are different sort of angles you can think about, uh, particularly from the perspective of a potential victim. So if right. somebody's saying, help, and, you know, right, beating right. up. Oh, no, then, no, there's the thing then, called then, exigent circumstances right. or, or what they called the duty to protect the community. Yeah, yeah. And so, I understand that, but the, so the, the, the point here is that there was no crime. I, that's what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I can understand the argument where they're saying, because it's the liberty of the other person crying right. for help. So I got to right. get in there to help this person. Right. Okay. In this case, that wasn't actually going on. They they act. The report said both of them mm-hmm. said, "I'm fine, go away." And both the husband and the wife were saying, "Go away." And the husband said, mm-hmm. "Go get a warrant." And as you say, they when it's all said and done, nothing 
there was no crime. Right. So same thing with Trump. There was no crime. And then you want to go ahead and prosecute the guy. So the thing about it, you can see the first part. Like, okay, you went in there. You didn't have a warrant, but you went in and you say this is your reason. Okay, fine. Well, you got in there. You found out nothing happened. So it should be, we're all done here. Right. Sorry about your door. Sorry the about your door. The city will contact you in regards to that. Right, exactly. Have a nice night. <laughs> have a nice night. But instead, what you really have are vindictive, tyrannical law enforcement officers who, you know, they're hyped up or mad or whatever. Okay, we're going to show you, pal. Next time we come here and we say open the door, we're trying to do our job. You know, you can't be doing this. All right, so here's... You know, some, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's really, to me, this is on the officers that that next step where they went mm-hmm. ahead and arrested the guy on obstruction and charge him, that's where this went off the rails. Well, and that's where the court should step in and say, okay, you can't do that. You went too far. Well, and, and on Thursday, the opinion that was released uh, on Thursday actually said, we can't have people doing that. However... You have four judges who are idiots, though. However, on Friday afternoon, on Friday afternoon, they issued, the Washington Supreme Court issued an updated order that amended their opinion by striking out its conclusion and replacing it with this following text. We in the lead opinion would hold that the pre- presented that the city presented insufficient evidence to sustain McLemore's conviction and remand to trial court for further proceeding consistent with this opinion. However, we recognize this opinion has garnered only four signatures, therefore being no majority for the reversal of the judgment of this trial court, it is necessarily stands affirmed and the order of this court is that the judgment appeal appealed from be and it hereby be affirmed. So what now is happening is on Thursday they overturned the conviction because it was offensive to their constitutional standards. And on Friday they said, oops, um, we're not overturning the conviction. Uh, we're actually affirming the conviction, but you have to go back and, and retry this guy anyway. H- how crazy is that? It reminds Cause, cause me... Because the, the opinion was four to four. Right, exactly. So you, you basically have, in my view, four Supreme Court justices on, for Washington mm-hmm. State that should be impeached. Yeah. Well, you have the first state. Now, this is why this is important. The very first state to actually uphold a a conviction when no crime has actually taken place. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Look, these are in serious issues, and if we just sort of snuff them off because, oh, it's Washington and they're crazy over there, or it's not my state, then this is something that, that is even more dangerous than the decision itself. These are issues of property. These are issues of liberty. 
And, and we, the American people, need to be better educated on this. And we do that at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Please make sure that you take the time today to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and look and see what you have uh, right there uh, available to you to teach you why there should be no punishment of a crime if no crime has been committed. Washington is setting a standard now. Right. And so now can you imagine being this guy that finding out that your conviction was overturned and then the very next day finding out that, oh, not. Yeah, I mean, crazy. I, and go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say I, there, you, you know, there's always a problem with accountability in these things. And we'll just move on. And, you know, it's an old news story. You would hope that somebody would make a move in Washington state to do something about this. You have four judges, mm -hmm. I think, that should be impeached. You yeah. have a lower court judge, I don't know, circuit or county. Mm -hmm. he, he shouldn't be on the bench. Uh, you have police officers that mm -hmm. should not, you know, that that at least need to be reprimanded and, and instructed, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, and, and then you have also have an education problem in that community because it took a jury of this gentleman's peers to convict him on this in mm -hmm. the first place. So you have multi, multi-layer uh, problems in this area right. in Washington state, which we know in Washington state, there are some tremendous, tremendous constitutional patriots. Yeah, I'm going to ask tremendous Shea about this. Constitutional legislators yeah. in Washington state. And so this is a huge, huge uh, problem mm -hmm. in that community. And by the way, going back to the first segment, when we talk about the guy that says language has no meaning. I remember Robbie Zacharias. Mm -hmm. You know, Robbie Zacharias is a Christian apologist, Christian, you know, he does debates and different mm -hmm. things. And he goes to colleges like, right. uh, like what's his name does, the 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 uh, Jewish uh, ben. guy, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Okay, so he's always, oh, I was say ben yeah, Stein. so he's That's always in, in, in college audiences like mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro is and so he, mm -hmm. he gets these questions from these brainwashed college Praise students. Praise God for these guys. So it's funny. He gets that. Uh, uh, Robbie Zacharias gets that response. As much as I've listened to him, he, he's gotten it all the time. Well, you can't really say what's what and language has no meaning. This is what he says. It's like, it's like a two-question, bam, bam. He says, uh, who told you? This is what I remember hearing. Yeah. Who, who told you? I wish I could do the uh, don't, in, don't, Indian don't, accent. Don't try. Right? Don't try. <laughs> but he says, who told you words have no meaning? And did they use words to tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> That's his response. That's awesome. Okay, so I want to bring up some old news, JC, because my, my head exploded over this. Uh, again, a Liberty First Brigade member, I call you guys that because you guys are vigilant on, on your front liberty. Lines. Front line people. Uh, remember, if you, you've got to, we, we rely on you for this kind of stuff. So this is a headline that uh, from 2010. The White House, this is Barack Obama's administration, spent $23 million of taxpayer money to back a Kenyan constitution that legalizes abortion, GOP reps say. It says the federal probe also found that the Kenyan constitution was not actually written by Kenyans, but by U.S.-funded NGOs working in concert with Planned Parenthood. So we, number one, sent $23 million to help write a, a Kenyan constitution, and we sent that $23 million to Planned Parenthood. 
That's some expensive paper and ink, boy. I'm gonna tell you what. Now let's look. <laughs> let's look at what this what this story actually says. Million. So the NPR. Oops, wrong story. We got there. I went ahead of myself. NPR has this White House spent store, or not NPR. This is a uh, uh, Fox News. Fox News reports that the White House has spent 23 million in 2010. Representative Chris Smith of New Jersey uh, cited a report by the U.S. Agency for International Development, yeah. <clears throat> unconstitutional agency. USAID. They're all over Haiti too. Yeah, unconstitutional agency. That estimated more than 23 million in U.S. taxpayer funds have been spent on the referendum. And this is what he says. U.S. law is being violated with impunity. We shouldn't be pushing for other than the yes or the no camp, but instead we are bankrolling the yes campaign. So what has happened is the Obama administration is actually interfering with the uh, 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 the referendum, the election, as it were, in Kenyan, Kenya to create a new constitution. So you got the Obama administration interfering with the Kenyans' people's choice, influencing their choice on the constitution, but not only influencing, funding American NGOs the writing this constitution. He says one group received $3 million from the U.S. government, uh, and then we have uh, $180,000 uh, to another group to make abortion clause within the Constitution. And he says this, Smith says this, if violations of the law occurred, which on the face of it they have, the information must be brought before law enforcement. Not even presidents are above the law. Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing the Democrats' words back at him. But this That's was 2010. Awesome. Yeah. This was 2010. And they're just finding out. No, no, no. This was an article from 2010. Oh, I see. Are this, you sure? Yes. This wow. article was reported in 2010. Mm -hmm. We knew about this when Obama was president. Yeah. Okay. Boehner was still Speaker of the House mm -hmm. in 2010. You have a Republican exposing what he calls U.S. law being violated with impunity and crickets. Well, you knew how Boehner was. Boehner was scared. I mean, he, he was scared to deal with these kind of issues like abortion stuff. He wouldn't touch that. I mean, he was he was very liberal. But you know, Republican. When when Barack Obama was president, the very first year, I published an article listing ten clear violations that subject him to impeachment yeah. in the first year. They were scared of his skin color, too. and they never did anything about it. Yeah, well, right? Boehner Boehner in that crowd under Boehner's leadership, uh, the GOP was scared of Barack Obama's skin color. They were scared. They, now, they, they had this view. There was this liberal wave, and, and that was the ascending influence. And so they were scared of that. So they were trying to triangulate But they shouldn't be themselves. scared. 2010 no. was the Tea Party explosion. 2010 yeah. was the explosion of and the rebirth of an insurgence of conservatives. Yeah, but nevertheless, the establishment, that's what people were 
uh, fooled about. The establishment was still in control. This group was still in control. And of course, we know, again, the people that we know, the faces that we see, they're just puppets. You know, they're, they're other controllers behind the scenes that dictate what they do. So, yeah, that, that, I mean, but, but here we are now. I mean, it's still there. It's mm-hmm. still going on. You can't go back in time. But this is still a crime, and it's still happening. We're still sending out money to all of these NGOs, non-governmental aid organizations. Uh, we hand out billions and billions. We Can hand- I mention Remember- to you that it's against federal law to fund yeah. abortion with right. taxpayer dollars, period? Well, that's the problem. And now we're doing it in foreign countries, and nobody is holding anybody accountable on this. Well, that's the problem with handing out money to all these organizations in the first place. Which you have they don't no- have the constitutional authority to do to Correct. begin with. And, you, and one of the reasonings, you know, the reasoning... One of the reasonings behind that from from the drafters and the designers of our republic, you you cannot you cannot hold these shadowy organizations that you uh-huh. have no oversight of accountable. You yeah. don't even know half time. You don't know what they're doing like this. When this came out, you know, I mean, somebody had to come up and dig and find this. And there is still people that your representatives, they're so busy doing this, that, and the other that they don't care. They don't even know what's going on. They don't know okay, what's happening. But there was a stinking report written, yeah, JC, right. by the USAID, uh, AID, and and we have representatives who have actually read the report. Yep. You know Chris Smith couldn't have been the only one. My goodness, nope. he's a New Jersey guy for Pete's sake. Where's the Where's the Texas? Where's the Florida? Where's the real, real anti-pro-life, uh, or where are the real pro-life conservative Republicans. And here's the other thing, right? You stop funding clinics, uh, pro uh, Planned Parenthood clinics with taxpayer dollars. That doesn't touch them because as soon as they step out of the United States, we're sending them foreign aid now. Yes. And this is funding abortion here in America, whether regardless of what you're doing, because the money they don't spend over there is money that they will spend over here. And I would say this too. Because, Look how deep this goes. You know, and I would say this because people talk about, you know, oh, you're trying to let, you know, uh, enforce your morality and, and this and that. But, but that goes both ways. But here's the thing about it. It's it's at best a 50-50, very controversial, hot topic issue. So so for that reason alone, it's not that you have to take a position one way or another, but, but for that reason alone, you have at least half the country objecting to this. Okay, mm-hmm. and the Democrats are always hollering, you know, voice of the people, will of the people, blah, blah, blah. So n- no taxpayer dollars should be going to this. I mean, that's the whole thought process on this idea when they say no money will go to fund abortion that's because uh, you know a at least half the people sometimes the majority of people don't believe this all right jc so this was in the news in 2010 right this is you can clearly say this is within the public purview this is fox news in public purview. This is not yes. secret stuff. This is out there. This is available to anybody who wants to look for it. And I would say even more so available to journalists. Now I want to show this to you. This is this is NPR. The headline is Kenyan Clinic rejects Trump abortion policy, loses two million in US aid. Okay, so we have here now we have the the NPR Trump uh, Trump. I hate that boiling up this anti-Trump rhetoric when buried within the article, by the way, is the truth. It says 
The case for uh, Family Health Options Kenya, uh, Kenyan's oldest provider of sexual and reproductive health services. Don't you love that reproductive health? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and the, whole, the service is to stop reproduction. Yeah. So they disagreed with the terms of the Mexico City policy, which has been reinstated by every Republican president since Ronald Reagan. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. So let's review this now. In 2010, we have Barack Obama funding foreign abortions to the tune of $23 million of taxpayer money, which is illegal. On multiple laws, exposed, but the Republican Party said and did absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. right? Trump reinstates a, pol- a, a policy that has been in place by every Republican president since Ronald Reagan first issued it. And it's the same, it's the same as domestic law, okay? Mm-hmm. If you are... Uh, providing abortions, American taxpayers do not subsidize your work. It's called the Hyde Act. And so that's the same, the Mexico City policy. It just applies to foreign aid, foreign entities. So whatever aid is going out, if you provide abortions, you do not get American aid. Right. right. Taxpayers do not subsidize abortion. Period. But what is the headline? You want abortion, pay for it privately. Taxpayers do not pay for it. What's the headline say, JC? Kenyan clinic rejects Trump abortion policy and loses. They got all these poor. He's making these poor Kenyan clinic lose money. Trump abortion policy. Right. Let me read to you what Thomas Jefferson said. Nothing can be now believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge, within the lies of the day. I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who, reading newspapers, live and die in, belie- in the belief that they have known something that which has been uh, something of what has been passing in the world in their time. Yeah, that was 1807. And so you can get over a, 200 years ago. You got and it's the liberty, same It's line. our Liberty First gear. We have a t-shirt with that quote on it pointing out the fake news. And here we have, right? We have the concerted effort. Yeah. This is not news, people. This is actual manipulation. Never once did this article mention that Barack Obama's administration in funding these abortions in Kenya. I want you to notice these are the same two countries we're talking about here. The illegality of funding this stuff in Kenya to uh, being actually ignored. Mm-hmm. And then the legal aspect of it being demonized yeah. and politicized by, by giving Trump, as if Trump sat around and made this up. Yeah, 
And, and they know the truth, JC, because buried in the article is what I have up here on YouTube. The very fact that it says the terms of the Mexico City policy. Mm-hmm. That why couldn't they have said Kenyon rejects the Mexico City policy? Mm-hmm. Right? Why does it have to be the Trump abortion policy? Right. And notice this so this, this is, is how not a Trump sycophant message, people. This is a pointing out of, of how the, deception works. How deception works. And how the media are liars. No, yes. no, no and this is NPR, right? NPR oh, is supposed to be have the, no meaning. Yeah. So So and notice the deceptiveness. Okay, when you if you really lose it, if if you really uh, you know parsed out the heading, every bit of it is technically true, mm-hmm. right? Every word, every statement is technically true, but it's enough of a distortion that the meaning that is transmitting is false. Well, the whole how ha- the so- whole headline is built to evoke an emotional response against a person. Yeah, right. And notice Trump abortion policy, right? It it is his policy in the sense that he renewed it. Mm-hmm. But it's not his policy. He didn't come up with it. It's not about him. It has nothing to do with him. Trump actually didn't do anything new. And right? it's a policy that conforms with U.S. law. Correct. So why couldn't it say so that's how the you, clinic you, rejects unlawful aid? Yeah, right. And, and, <laughs> but that's but see that's how you that's how they get away with this. So you can say everything within that is true, mm-hmm. but yet at the same time it's false in the sense of it it tilts the meaning. It guides you toward a focus and a conclusion. That is not quite accurate. Fake news right here.